Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of the Prospect Gurus podcast. My name is Evan Morris, and I'm the host of the show. And this episode is coming out a little bit later than I had planned. Life's been kind of busy the last couple weeks, but here we are, finally getting this recorded. And I'm looking forward to going over our top 10 consensus defensemen and top five consensus goaltenders for the 2020 NHL entry draft. Our group is uh, just kind of getting started with the 2021 uh, evaluations as leagues are starting up, um, but we're looking to, to get some 2020 content out there very soon. Our website looks uh, to be coming along quite nicely, so hoping to be able to launch that sometime in the near-ish future, and uh, yeah, we'll have some a little bit of 2020 content up there, and then it'll be really uh, filled up with some 2021 stuff when the time comes. But anyway, that's enough uh, of an intro. Let's get going into uh, top 10 defensemen. All right, so here are our top 10 defensemen for the upcoming NHL entry draft. It's coming up in just a few days now. Um, We're just going to kind of skim over these guys. We're not going to go too in-depth on most of them. Um, There's not a ton of high-end defensive talent. And... uh, yeah, so we're just going to kind of go through what we got and, and go through our rankings here. So our number one defenseman is obviously going to be Jamie Drysdale. He's five foot 11, 170 pounds, playing, played for the Erie Otters last season. And uh, he had quite the impressive offensive output <coughs> at uh, 49 games played and 47 points. Nine of those were goals. And, uh, yeah, he also played at the World Junior Championships, and he did okay there. Put up, uh, I think it was two points in seven games, something along those lines. So, very exciting offensive defenseman prospect, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where he ends up. I think he'll be drafted in the uh, the mid middle of the top ten kind of range, like, you know, like four through eight, four through seven probably. Um, I'd be shocked if he's still there around eight, and... Uh, I'd be shocked if he went before four. Four is really where he becomes uh, in play. Um, I don't think he'll go that high, but there's a chance that he does. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for his name to be called on draft day. Number two is uh, Jake Sanderson. This is a defenseman that I really, really like. Six foot one, 185 pounds, played for the U.S. Uh, U18 program last season. <clears throat> in 47 games, he had 29 points, including 7 goals. And he gets a lot of knock uh, for not putting up as much points as Drysdale. And that's why a lot of people have such a large gap between the two. But what uh, people don't seem to realize very often is that the US, uh, the USHL and where the U18 team plays is actually a lower scoring league um, to begin with. So there's not going to be as many goals, uh, especially from the back-end um, defensemen. So so there's that to consider. And then also, the other thing is the US 18, U18 team just rolls out their defensive pairings pretty much equally. So while he was out there against the best competition a lot, and he did very well, it wasn't like he was getting a ton of minutes while his uh, third-pairing teammates were only getting a couple minutes a game. It was pretty even across the board, um, ice time-wise. But if you talk to anybody who's coached him, anybody who knows him, you get raving reviews about this kid. And uh, it should should be of note that he served as the captain uh, for that U18 team last season. And he was clearly their best player, in my opinion, and in many other people's opinions as well. 
Moving on now, we got number three, and that is Helgi Granz. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but we'll uh, we'll do what we can with that. He is six foot three, hundred ninety two pounds, so big body defenseman. He played for Malmo's U twenty team for a good chunk of the season last year, putting up twenty seven points in twenty seven games. And then uh, he also played for the Malmo uh, Pros, the top top team, first team. And he played 21 games for them, put up three points, including one goal. So he had a pretty much a split season between the pros and the under-20 team. And he had pretty decent production, um, pretty solid for a defenseman, especially that uh, the Swedish pro leagues are not the easiest to put up points in. So um, getting 21 games there in a competitive league like that as a young kid is pretty, uh, pretty notable, I'll say. Moving on now, next we got Kaden Goulet. Played for the Prince Albert Raiders, the six foot three, hundred eighty seven defense, hundred eighty seven pound defenseman. Played in sixty five games, which is the most games logged by any of our top ten uh, defensive prospects here. He had uh, just seventeen points though in sixty five games with the WHL, so not a ton of offensive output in uh, in his draft eligible year. But he's somebody that uh, we like quite a bit. Um, he's had a bit of a, a range in like kind of the three to three to six range among our evaluators uh, on this list. So um, yeah, you should expect expect to see him be taken in the first round. I would say um, it'll be interesting to see how early. I've seen some scouts and, and lists have him kind of in the teens. I think early 20s is a good spot for him, but uh, we'll see. He might get taken earlier just because there's not a ton of defensemen that are much better than him. Um, other than the ones we've mentioned, uh, and the argument could be made for some after him on this list as well. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he gets drafted on on the 6th or the 7th if he does slide. Alright, picking things up now with our number 5 defensive prospect uh, for the 2020 NHL Draft. And that is Topi Nimela out of Finland. Six foot, 163 pounds, played for Carpat in the Liga last year. Uh, just seven points in 43 games, six of those being assists. Um, so not too bad from, uh, from a young defenseman playing in a pro league. Um, probably sheltered minutes, I would guess. I don't have his ice time in front of me. But um, yeah, he's got uh, a decent frame. He's a little on the lighter side, but... Um, yeah, he's solid defensively, so should be interesting to see where he uh, ends up. Finnish uh, prospects are always fun to watch, that's for sure. Moving on now, uh, number six, we've got William Wallander. He's a, a big frame, six foot four, hundred and ninety-two pounds. Uh, spent most of last season playing for Moto's under twenty team. Um, he had 24 points there in 37 games. Uh, pretty good for a defenseman. Uh, he also played 18 games in the Pro League, putting up two assists uh, in that time frame. So, yeah, he's a, a good good prospect coming out of Sweden. Swedish defensemen, I mean, there's so many good ones and there's so many exciting young prospects coming up. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he lives up to that kind of hype, but uh, he looks the part, so it'll be be fun to watch. Now we've got number seven, which is Braden Schneider. He's uh, a bit of a, 
a wide range within our group. One one of our evaluators had him all the way up at number four among the defensemen, while somebody else uh, didn't even have him close to the top ten. So he managed to squeak in here at number seven. Um, yeah, he's six foot two, two hundred nine pounds. So another big frame. Played for the Brandon Wheat Kings in the WHL, um, which. Uh, yeah, so he played 60 games there and put up 42 points, including 7 goals. So some pretty decent offensive output there. Um, yeah, it looks like it, those numbers look really exciting when you compare him to a lot of the other defensemen. But keep in mind that some of these other guys played in things like the USHL, which is a lower scoring league, or played in pro in Europe, uh, which is tougher competition than the WHL is. And it's... Uh, usually limited minutes for the young guys in those pro leagues um, compared to the WHL where he's one of the older players um, and it's more of a developmental kind of farm system kind of league. So yeah, but anyway, nonetheless, good offensive numbers, 35 assists from the youngster. So um, yeah, he's a big frame with some offensive upside. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he has his name called. Like I said, he's a little bit uh, controversial within our group as he gets ranked uh, very highly by some but also very very low by others so um, we'll see what the NHL thinks of him uh, in a day or two here next we're moving on to number 8 on our defensive ranking list and that is Jeremy Poirier he is uh, six foot one, 190 pounds so another big guy Played for uh, St. John's Sea Dogs, and I believe they've actually already started their season. So he's got a couple games under his belt now for the 2020-21 season. So he played 64 games for St. John's last season and uh, put up 20 goals and 33 assists for 53 points, which is the highest point total among any of the defensemen we've ranked in our top 10. But like I said, uh, he's playing in the QMJHL, right? So... That's going to be a bit of a higher scoring league than, say, the USHL, and it's also uh, a junior league, so it's not as tough competition as, say, the uh, the Swedish leagues or the Finnish ones. So um, take it with a grain of salt, but nonetheless, he's got a ton of offensive upside, and he's really fun to watch. So keep an eye out for Jeremy Poirier's name to be called um, likely early on the 7th. I'd say he's kind of like a day two kind of guy. Um, I don't think he'll be squeaking on the first round but i mean you never know now moving on we've got uh one of the shorter defensemen on the list actually the shortest of the 10 that we've ranked his name is emil andre he's five foot nine 183 pounds so he's decent kind of average in the weight department but uh, a little bit on the shorter side for a defenseman spent most of last season with hv 71 uh in the under 20 league in sweden and there he had some really impressive numbers, putting up 38 points in 40 games. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to like in his game there. Uh, and then he moved on. Uh, he also played 10 games with the pro team for HV71, but didn't put up a single point there. But nonetheless, he's a young young prospect, not one of the top guys in this class, but he's got a ton of, uh, ton of offensive upside. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how he develops over the years. Like I said, Swedish defensemen, something about them, they uh, they tend to work out. And our final defenseman on our rankings today is number 10, Brock Faber. Six foot, 194 pounds, so another big body. 
uh, played in that U.S. U18 team that uh, Jake Sanderson also played for. And uh, in 46 games, Faber had just 12 points, 3 goals, 9 assists. So not a ton of offensive output, but like I said uh, a few times on this show today, he's uh, playing in the USHL, which is a lower scoring league, and that tends to get overlooked a lot when you're looking at uh, just box scores and stat lines from these prospects. Like Sanderson, for example, had 29 points in 47 games, um, and he gets a huge knock compared to Drysdale, who had 47 points in 49 games. So, I mean, there's... Uh, but the gap between the two, those two anyway, really isn't that that big. So you, that just kind of goes to show the limited scoring um, that there is available in the USHL and uh, when you're playing against college teams like the USH, U.S. National Team Development Program does. Um, so don't take those 12 points as a, uh, as a knock on Faber. Um, he kind of squeaked into this list here. He wasn't... Uh, wasn't too highly ranked by any of our scouts, but uh, or sorry, evaluators, but um, he he kind of was just ranked high enough to make work his way in there, and uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. He's a bit of a sleeper prospect on the blue line, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing when he gets his name called and and uh, what he can do at the next level. Okay, moving on to our next segment of today's show and that is our top five goaltenders for the 2020 nhl entry draft number one should be no surprise to anyone really and it's yaroslav askarov he's a big frame six foot four 176 pounds and uh last season in the vhl um playing for ska's affiliate he had 18 games played with a 245 goals against average and a 920 save percentage He's, uh, he's also off to a great start this season. He's played a couple games in each of the VHL and the KHL, and he's posting great numbers there as well. Um, he catches right-handed, which is a little uh, different for a lot of players, for a lot of goalies, but that is um, that's fine. Throws the shooters off a little bit, I guess, but uh, yeah, just something to note there. Um, his main criticism comes because of his poor performance at the World Juniors, but keep in mind, he was a very young goaltender playing for a Russian team and a Russian coach who very rarely gives chances to young players. And most teams will even not even give a chance to a young goaltender like that. Um, so the fact that a team that doesn't like to play any young players at the World Juniors, if they can avoid it, uh, the fact that they gave him a real opportunity to take the ball at the World Juniors really speaks to the kind of player and prospects that this man this young man can be so yeah he's uh, unquestionably the top goaltender in the class uh by all of our estimation and he should be uh should be called in the first round moving on now our number two goaltender is joel blomquist played uh for carpat's u20 team last season and uh posted great numbers in 34 games he had a 931 save percentage and he's off to a great start this year as well, uh, playing in the pro league of the Liga. He's six foot one, two hundred and five pounds, so another big, big man. Um, yeah, and I mean, I love Finnish goalies all the way back to Mika Kiprasov, and even before that. So um, I'm excited to see this guy uh, make the jump to the next level at the Liga this season, and then uh, eventually, hopefully, come over to North America. Our third-ranked goaltender is Drew Comesso. He played for that U.S. Uh, national team development program, 
In 27 games for the U18 team, he put up a 205 goals against average and a 920 save percentage, and uh, he's committed to play for Boston University next season. He's six foot two, 181 pounds. So again, kind of following that uh, that trend of goalies over six feet. Um, big frames seem to be the way to go now, as far as goaltending is concerned. And uh, Drew Kamesel played great for that team that was led by Jake Sanderson. Moving on now, number four is Nico Dawes. Six foot four, two hundred and three pounds, the biggest frame of any goalie on our list today. Played for the Guelph Storm of the OHL, and uh, he put up thirty eight games with a two forty eight goals against average and a nine twenty four save percentage. He's uh, a bit of an older prospect. He was born in two thousand. He's been passed over now in the last two drafts, I believe. But this year he took big strides forward, uh, and he made Canada's uh, World Junior Team as the starter out of camp. Didn't hold that job for the duration of the tournament. Played only two games and posted a goals against average of over five. But nonetheless, he uh, the fact that he made that team after being passed over in a couple drafts and um, going un- undrafted altogether is pretty impressive. And uh, he should be expecting to hear his name called relatively early on the second day of the draft. And our final goaltender on our list is number five on our list, and that is Kelly Klang. He's a six foot two, hundred and seventy six pounds. So following that mold that we talked about, he played for uh, Rogel BK last season, and he put up thirty four games played with a two sixty four goals against average and nine thirteen save percentage. Solid numbers, nothing to uh, to bl- uh, brag about too much, but. Um, Really solid performances, and uh, especially in a sample size of that big for a young goaltender to put up numbers like that, that's uh, that's pretty nice. So, yeah, that's that's going to do it for our goaltending list, and uh, yeah, it'll be exciting to see where these guys all go. Alright, so that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, like I said at the top, it's a little later than I had planned, but at least we got it out before the NHL draft came around. So, yeah, future episodes should be a little bit more on track schedule-wise. I've been uh, redoing our home office at home right now. So um, once that's finished uh, being organized and everything like that, I'll have uh, a bit more of a better space for recording and and preparing these episodes. Um, Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Prospect Gurus. And uh, you can email us at the... It's uh, theprospectgurus at gmail.com. And, yeah, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, anything like that. Uh, like I said before, I believe our website and uh, and our new logo are um, in, the, in works. So they'll be coming up uh, soon-ish. And, uh, yeah. I hope this uh, audio is a little bit better than last time. And we'll keep... Uh, We'll keep working on that, figuring out different ways to record, different equipment, different locations and settings and things like that. Um, so yeah, any feedback, like I said, email theprospectgurus at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at prospectgurus. Other than that, uh, we'll talk to you guys after the draft with a recap. Thanks for listening.